cannot make it without you, Papa. Jesus, if it wasn't of your love and your faithfulness to the cross, where would we be? Today we are able to stand to testify that your death was life unto us. Your pain was healing unto our bodies. That your tears, oh God, they were celebration and joy unto us. We thank you, oh God, that you are in this place and we are able to experience your presence. For you're a great God. You are the substance of all human virtues. You're all wise and you're all knowing, all understanding. You can do anything and everything we cannot do. You're everything good that we'd like to be. You are omnipotent, all-powerful. You are omniscient. You are all-knowing, omnipresent, all-present. Present everywhere, everywhere. Even in this studio, God, we know you're in this place. All we want to say to you is, Abba, Father, thou art worthy to receive honor and glory. We bow before your throne, not because we do not have any other God to bow before but because we tried you, we found you to be worthy of the praise. You said it, oh God, that let everything that has breath praise you. You are an infallible God. You are immortal. You are spirit. You are the beginning and you are the end. totally aware of yourself that you are you are you are the great I am totally self-assessed you're the essence of love you're loving we just want to bow before your throne and give you the praise bow down and worship you Worship him in the morning. Worship him when you go through difficulties, troubles. Worship him. Worship him when everything is going right. When everything is going wrong. Worship him. He's a great God and there is none like him. There will never be anyone like him. Rise, O Jehovah, and let all your enemies be scattered. Rise, rise. Bow down and worship him. 
Can I get a witness here? Can I get a witness here? sustains the universe. He exists outside the universe and still rules in it. 
yet he's present throughout the universe. He exists in nature, but he's not nature. No, is he bound by the laws of nature? He is the source of all life, everything that is. And his name is Yahweh, Jehovah. He who causes everything to be. And his name is God. We will serve no foreign God, oh Father. No any other treasure but you. Bow down and worship. Hallelujah. Worship him. People of God, you are welcome. Um, Jennifer Winning, God bless you. Amen. Thank you. God bless you for joining and calling in. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. We are getting set. But whenever we join early like this, we have we have time to settle in. Amen. So we can all take Amen. That with God has started And I pray that you connect with expectations, that your expectations are the right expectations. So that God will meet us at the point of our needs tonight. Amen. 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 Amen.
There is none that can be compared with you. There is none that can be compared with you. Glorious mighty God. There is none that can be compared with you. Oh my God, I worship you. My God, I bless your name. Yahweh, I lift you high. Who is like you? In the name of Jesus, we exalt, we exalt, we lift you higher, we lay our golden crowns, we lay our golden crowns, we lay our golden crowns at your feet tonight, we lay our golden crowns at your feet Everyone participating in this moment is in your life. You have no idea. You have no idea what is going on. That's why. If you would worship, not all of our problems are at the mercies of our prayers. Some of our problems are at the mercies of the worship we give God. So one, you would need a miracle from Jesus said, Son of David, have mercy upon me. The Bible says, Jesus turned and continued going. But then when he bowed, when he fell, the Bible says she fell upon her face and worshipped. As she worshipped, you see, she fed God. She fed God. She fed God. And God, by virtue of feeding God, she gained God's attention in her situation. That was when she encountered her turnaround. Some of our problems, as chronic as they are, as difficult as they are, as persistent as some of them have become, they are only at the mercies of our worship and the high praises of the people of God. Have you not read in Psalm 149 what the scriptures say? Have you not read? Oh Jesus, you do miracles so great, there is no one else. 
Hey, Jesus. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. There is no Let me just take it from verse 5, verse 4. He says, verse 1, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Just let them praise his name in the dance. You can dance to praise his name. That's verse 3. Let them sing praises unto him with a timbrel and harp. Verse 4 says, For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Hallelujah. The Lord taketh pleasure as we worship and as we praise. As we, when we started a series on the covenant highways of thanksgiving, I remember sharing with us that there are many highways of God. Number one is love because God himself is love. Hallelujah. Love is then, the foremost highway of God. One of the other highways, another highway of God is the praises, the high praises. Not yet just the ordinary praises of God, but the high praises. That is a kind of praises, the kind of praises that, you know, move the man David, the worshiper David, the king David, the priest David, to dance so much so that even his garment fell off of, off of him. And his nakedness that he was showing God through his dance, the nakedness of his heart, the nakedness of his worship, he being translated Saul's daughter despised him in her heart. The Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Bible says he will beautify the meek with salvation. 
restoration is not in our prayers there are too much prayers the wedding the, the declaration sometimes our restoration is embedded or at the mercy of our worship and the high praises of God on our lips verse 5 says let the saints be joyful in glory let the saints of God be joyful in glory let the saints of God worship in glory. Let the saints of God worship in His presence. Let the saints of God love on Him, love on Him with all of their hearts, with all of their minds, with all of their souls, with all of their minds. Let the saints of God be joyful in glory. And Bible says, Let them sing aloud, even upon their beds. Upon their beds. We have cause to praise God, to worship God everywhere. In the washroom, on our beds, on the road, in the, in, in the congregation of the righteous, in our church rooms, wherever we find ourselves. We have cause. We have cause. We have cause. And as we magnify this God, as we worship Him, as we magnify and exalt Him, the mountains and the burdens of problems, the hindrances in our lives begin to fall apart. They fall apart. They begin to reduce the hindrances. They cease to exist because God is magnified. Verse 6 says that now, this is the point of our concentration of focus. He says, let the high praises of God. He says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. The high praises of God and a two-edged sword, the word of God. So your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. Your worship is a weapon. It is your worship. Your worship is a weapon. Hallelujah. Your worship with which you go you go into warfare against the enemy with God in your favor. Anytime we move the heart of God with our worship or by our worship, there is nothing we cannot obtain from his hand. Anytime we move the heart of God in worship, there is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing we cannot obtain from his hand. Yes. Our worship is our worship. It does not only carry us to His presence. It is a ship with which we go to war against the enemy. Because God inhabits the praises, the worship of His people. And anytime He shows up, let God arise and His enemies be scattered. Enemies of God who are equally enemies of ours or enemies of ours who are enemies of God are scattered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless us all. We want to pray our last prayer. We are telling God that Father in the name of Jesus. Cleanse me. Prepare my heart for an encounter tonight in the name of Jesus. Prepare my heart, prepare my mind, prepare my soul 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, prepare me thoroughly in the name of Jesus. Enlarge capacity within me. Empty me of self and grant me capacity for what is ahead tonight in the name of Jesus to experience your glory, your power, your love in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just, beloved, lift up your heart and pray this prayer with all perseverance, with all seriousness, with all fervency. Father, in Jesus' name, tonight I God bless us all for coming. It's time to get into the word and then prayer and then whatever follows. Amen. 
how many of us are prepared for tonight? If you are prepared, you can show it in the comments with a thank you, Jesus. 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 Tonight, I can assure us that we shall be praying more. Amen. Um, can read if you have your Bibles with you. Let us turn to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. As we do that, I want to do a quick recap. A quick recap. A quick recap of that which we studied the last time. Last time we said that restoration is God's divine provision of bringing that which is stolen, that which is dead or destroyed, or that even that which is estranged back to its former position or condition or state. We said that in the kingdom, please don't forget to keep liking the show, amen. In the kingdom, we said that in the kingdom, Restoration also means to repair. To restore also means to repair. In essence or essentially or by extension, that also means that God is a repairer. Hallelujah. So if you are a repairer by profession, it is, there is nothing to be ashamed of. Hallelujah. And what we are doing, even as ministers of God, is to further avail or, or to further enhance God's repair work and ability to repair in this the fall in this falling the falling state of this world and then in the fallen man the life of the fallen man Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth right and then the earth became without form it was without form and void the right word actually was became without form and without void because of something that had happened and then now god began his repair work what we can term as restoration hallelujah in his restoration we saw him saying there were many things he said and they came into being he used words hallelujah can someone post hebrews chapter 11 verse 2 and verse 3 for us can someone project it to the page for us god god bless us all for listening God began his agenda of restoration or his repair work. He started fixing the earth. But before he did so, one thing was very, 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 very evident. One key thing. Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep. That was God preparing to repair. That was God what? God bless you. God bless you. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that, so that, so that which is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Amen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. By it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Or by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So God said, 
God said, and God said, and then it came to be, and God said, and it came to be. That was God repairing. And we said that restoration is needed because of the work of the enemy. And sometimes our own human inadequacies, or what we, what we term carelessness, some of us, we are careless with our words. We are careless with our spending. We vow to God. We go into the house of God. And according to the book of Ecclesiastes, Bible says that we shouldn't vow. We shouldn't just be hasty to make vows to God, even to people. Some of these things account for the reason why we experience losses in our lives. Losses that require God's restoration in our lives. The vows we make. Carelessness of our expenditure Luke chapter 15 we understand from the verse I think um, uh, verse 15 there about downwards that there was this 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 man who had two sons and one day the younger one came to him and told him that he should give him his portion of his inheritance so that he would he would he would leave and Bible says after he had obtained it he departed into a far country a far place a far place. If someone you are listening to me can type a far place. And Bible says there he spent, he squandered everything. Wasteful living. Wasteful living. That necessitated his restoration. That called for a restoration. Sometimes too, it is broken character. Broken character. We fail to cultivate godly virtues. So what happens is that because of some of the, 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 the broken, the, the brokenness or the, let me say, a lack of character that aligns to the will of God, the enemy is able to get into creep into our lives and introduce habits, lifestyles, and relationships and problems that need not be there. By way of these relationships and lifestyles and, and what have you, the enemy is able to steal that which belongs to us. It could be money or wealth, financial substance, it could be relationships. The enemy is able to steal our joy, our peace. So the psalmist prayed in, 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 in Psalm 51. I think the verse 6 says, Restore unto me the joy of salvation. He had lost the joy of salvation. He had lost that joy. You see, it is that joy that sustains us. That joy gives us a certain longing for a belonging in the kingdom. that joy by virtue of this broken character the enemy is not is also able to hinder us hinders our progress hinders our manifestation so then god has to design a system by which he can what he can he, he, he can restore he can bring back all the lost time the lost favor broke the lost character lost freedom and liberty and so on and so forth a typical example of a broken character by way of careless living is the life of one of the people in the faith hall of fame, the man Samson. The man Samson. We understand how he couldn't guard his secret, and in the bosom, yes, the father longs for us, he longs for us. You see, when we come to one of the principles, yes, we come to one of the principles um, or the postures for restoration, you realize that even long before the prodigal son 
decided to come, his father was longing to what? To receive him. Ask yourself, how come the father, how come the father knew that his son was on his way coming back to him? Tonight I pray that by the end of today's ministration, anyone whose hunger is lost for God will receive restoration in the name of Jesus. Some of you, you had passion for God. You love God like never before in some times past. You love God. You could go any extent just for the glory of God to be revealed. You could worship. There was nothing you would touch or eat. There was nothing you would even buy or wear without praying upon those things. But today, but today, something has happened. The enemy has stolen our consciousness and that alertness from us. That hunger, that passion. Some of us were zealous for the things of God like never before. We're so zealous. Some of us, our dream lives were so intact and alive. There was no day you would sleep and not dream. And there was no day you sleep and dream and forget. And there's no dream you've had and remembered that it didn't come to pass. It manifested. That's it. That, that, that suggests that God has gifted you in that portion. But today, you dream, you don't even remember. Sometimes you wake up, you don't even know whether you dreamt or not. I pray that may God restore every lost dream in the name of Jesus. Anyone battling with remembrance of their dreams by the power of the Holy Ghost, I pray for restoration in the name of the Lord Jesus. Restoration right now in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit who is a giver of dreams, who gave Joseph his dreams, I pray that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may he restore everyone with their dream lives in the name of Jesus. Those whose dream lives are quickened, those who dream life are, 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 are alive, I pray for clarity. Receive clarity, grace for clarity in the name of Jesus. Clarity like never before in the name of Jesus. And I pray for deeper interactions, higher dimensions, interactions and encounters with angels. The angelic realm in your dreams. Angelic realms in your dreams. Encounters with ideas, divine ideas that will break you in and break you out. Break you out on all sides in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So God said, and it was. God said, and it was. God said. We said that one of the things, one of the reasons why we need restoration, apart from our carelessness and the errors and careless lifestyle, the vowing to God without meaning it, is sometimes lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Bible says for lack of Hosea chapter. For verse 6, lack of knowledge makes my people perish. Or for lack of knowledge, my people perish. Every dimension of our life, every new dimension requires a new us. And then the key to that new dimension, apart from prayer, is knowledge. Revelatory insight of the word of God. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You are where you are as a result of what you know. When you know better, you can do better and you will go further. You are where you are. I am where I am. I know usually there are a lot of odds. 
fighting against us. There are a lot of us that come to play. But to a very large extent, many of us are where we are because of how much we know. When we know more, when we know better, we can do better and we can go further. Hallelujah. I know there are issues with issues of the issues of broken foundations, ancestral, whatever, blood negative bloodline patterns, and then um, lack the issues of lack and what have you. But one key thing is lack knowledge. Hallelujah. But we understood, we understood that God has made provision for all of these things through a certain kingdom mechanism called what? Restoration. Restoration. That is how he repairs. That is how he restores. That is how he enables us to recover. That is how he replaces. That is how he renews. That is how he returns. He returns us unto him. Come, let us go unto the Lord. Is it what, what, what scripture is that? Hosea chapter 6 verse 2. It says, come, come, let us go back unto the Lord. For he has broken, he has smitten, and he would he would he would he would heal he will heal us. He has broken us and he will restore. Can someone help us with that scripture? That scripture it talks about another level of or dimension of restoration. One of the arms of restoration, which is the returning. The returning. Last time I made mention of the four arms or how restoration functions that is functions through four arms replacement renewal revival and then returning replacement renewal and re- revival and then returning the returning god uses the replacement arm of revival to replace stony hearts for example for example and you can see that in Ezekiel 36 verse 26. Can someone help us with that scripture? Yes. Uh-huh. God bless you. Hosea 6.1. It says, come and let us. We'll look at that. We'll look at that when we come to the re- reuniting aspect of um, restoration. Amen. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. It says, come and let us return unto the Lord. For he has torn and he will heal us. He has smitten and he will bind us up. Restoration. Restoration. God bless you. It says, I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Ask yourself, how can a body of flesh be and be, be, be harboring or embody a heart of stone? That is, that is the extent to which some of us, our setbacks are. We take two steps backward and five, two steps forward and five steps backward. Stony hearts, difficult situations, great setbacks. A body of flesh, yet a heart of stone. How did it come about? Which God created that flesh. So that after that God had created the flesh, he placed a stony heart within it. I know that my God does not create that way. So for a person to develop a stony heart, it means that something had happened. There had been a change. Hallelujah. There had been a change. Now God says, 
I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. A heart of flesh. I pray. Some of us out of weariness, out of pain, out of out of the pain of disappointment, pain of rejection, pain of repetition, out of the pain of setbacks, out of the pain of lack and want, out of the pain of neglect, our hearts are becoming callous towards God. The heart of stone. I pray that may God touch your heart in the name of Jesus. May God touch your heart and replace it with a, as a heart of flesh in the name of Jesus. Every heart that has lost its hunger or every heart whose hunger for God is challenged, I pray in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit renews a new hunger, fresh hunger, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh hunger, a new longing for you in the name of Jesus. The psalmist said, Psalm 42, as a deer panted for the water groups or for the streams of waters, NIV says, even so my soul longeth for you. As the deer panted for the water groups, even so my soul longeth for you. What is your soul longing for? A heart of stone can never long for God. As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. In verse 2, I think, he says that, O Lord, he says, I have missed you. When shall I appear in your presence? A heart, that is a heart of flesh speaking. So in Ezekiel 36, 26, he says that what? I will replace the heart of stone. He says, my soul tests for God. For the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Minister Mafu, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please don't forget to keep liking the page. Amen. 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 Now, that is just one aspect of restoration working through the arm of replacement. You know that God also restores lost things in the, in the same vein of replacement. Lost things. Can someone project Isaiah 60 and verse 17? As in material possessions that we have lost can be restored, can be restored by God through replacement. Replacement. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 17. Yes, it says that instead of listen, anytime you see this kind of this kind of um, 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 there, there are ad, 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 additives. You see, when it comes to mathematics, we have terms to describe the various forms of operations, whether it is addition or subtraction or multiplication or division. When it comes to the kingdom of God and the operations of God, sometimes God adds, sometimes God subtracts, other times God substitutes, other times. God divides. God divides. In this particular equation of replace, re restoration through replacement, God is actually substituting. He's saying that you have bronze, but instead of that, I will bring gold. God wants to give us something better than that which we have. But you see, before the gold can get into our hands, the bronze must leave to create space. Hallelujah. 
the bronze must live to create space, to create room, to enlarge our capacity. As we saw in our last meeting through um, Isaiah 54 and verse, verse, verse um, 2 and verse 3, when he told the, the, the barren woman, he says, Enlarge the place of thy tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. Build capacity for what is coming. In 2023, I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that every blessing you missed, that which you lost, in the areas of relationships, in the areas of finances, in the areas of, 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 of material blessings, in the areas of character and virtue, in the areas of health, I declare and I decree that may all of these be restored to you in the name of Jesus. May they be restored to you in the name of Jesus. May they be restored to you with recompense. May they be restored to you with interest in the name of Jesus. May every expectation of restoration you are having of God for 2023 and beyond, may all these expectations not be cut off in the name of Jesus. They shall not be cut off. I decree as a priest and by the apostolic rod, and I stand in the office of the priesthood, the finished works of Jesus Christ, and I declare over every life, I declare over everyone represented here, every destiny, that that which you have lost, may God replenish, may God replenish, may God replace with abundance in the name of Jesus. And I declare and decree that you will not suffer that loss again in the name of Jesus. You will not suffer that loss again in the name of Jesus. Every loss that you lost, any loss that you experienced, every loss that you suffered, you experienced, the last time you experienced it will be the last time you will ever experience that particular loss in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, that, is it Nahum chapter 1 verse 19 or something? forgotten the scripture but it says that affliction affliction shall not arise a second time affliction shall not arise a second time over your life in the name of jesus everything you have suffered in the areas of oppression and affliction which has led to losses disappointment that have led to losses i declare and i decree by the word of the lord that affliction shall not arise a second time in your life in the name of jesus may god come to your aid May God come to your aid, the restorer of all things, restore you and make you whole in the name of Jesus. The restorer of all things, may he restore you and make you whole in the name of Jesus. Yes, Nahum 1-9. God bless you. Nahum 1-9, that's true. So it says, what do you plot against the Lord? What do you plot? It was the same language the psalmist was speaking in, 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 in some, some, um, um, some three or so. Psalm number three. He said that, um, why do the hating, the hatings rage? And why do the people imagine vain things? Can someone help us with that scripture? Why do the hatings rage? And why do the people imagine vain things? What do you plot against the Lord? He will make a complete end. Yes. Proverbs 23, 18 says the same thing. He says, for surely there is an end. When it comes to God, negative patterns have an end. They have an expiry date. And their expiry date is the, 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 day, the day of the, the God's divine appointment with you for restoration. And we understand that every restoration on every expiry date of oppression and affliction and losses comes with abundance. 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 They cover shy. 
again in the contemplated water. Those who have lost lives, you have lost life. You know, sickness, when sickness is plaguing your body, what it means is that death is gradually taking a hold of your life. Death is gradually eating you up. People who have suffered any loss of life of any kind, sickness, by battling with illness, or any form of ailment, I declare, you are restored in the name of Jesus. You are restored right now in the name of Jesus. I sense the healing grace so strongly right now. I declare you are healed in the name of Jesus. Every battle of depression, emotional trauma, instability, I declare and I decree healing, 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 healings, healings, healings in the name of Jesus. Healings over your souls, healings over your bodies, healings over your businesses, healings over your, your spirituality, healings over your academics, healings over your relationships in the name of Jesus. Healings in your bodies in the name of Jesus. Peace, peace, restoration of health, restoration of health. For surely Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The Bible says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. I declare according to the, the authority of the scripture that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, every healing obtained for you on the cross of Calvary, every healing obtained for you, even right from the foundations of the earth, even before now, may that healing be appropriated in your life right now in the name of Jesus. May you begin to experience it in the name of Jesus. I pray that the divine health of God will secure your health now and in the year 2023 and beyond in Jesus' name. For surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. Hallelujah. Tonight, I don't know, I'm, I've not visited the notes yet. But whatever be the way, we'll not have a, whatever be the outcome, we'll not have a second service because I, I, I don't know, but I, I just want to allow the Spirit of God to flow. Amen. I want to let the Spirit of God flow. I want to allow Him to flow. We shall pray, and then those of us who have testimonies, our brother David, I mean, he might join us later, but I know he, do, he, does, he does have a testimony um, for, of a new job. Um, Minister Stanley will testify of his visa. Um, um, Mr. Eben also testify of his exams results that have been released. Amen. And any other person who has a testimony, no matter how little it is, you may be shy. You may be shy because of other people's testimony. But you see, that is your key to open or to unlock the door of abundance. That is why you must testify for the people of God in the congregation. According to Psalm 22, we looked at that. Now let's look at the second arm of restoration. Renewal. Renewal. You see, the replacement, we could look, we could go further and further. There was a story of um, the sons of the prophets who were cutting a tree to build up a tent. And Bible says that the, 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 the head of the axe which they were using fell into a river. And then the man of God, the prophet, appeared there and then asked where the axe head had fell, had fallen. And then when they had shown him, he cut a, a, a small wood. And then the Bible says that he threw it into the water, that exact position. And when the wood fell on the face of the water, the axe head, which was metal, a, a metal, according to the laws of density, should never float. All of a sudden, 
floated. It came up to the surface and began to float. An axe head. An axe head. If you don't know what an axe head is made of, the material it is made of, people of God, I humbly submit to you that it is made up of a metal. A metal. A metal floating in water. The power of divine restoration. So it doesn't matter how long that thing has been gone. It doesn't matter who is blocking you. It doesn't matter who has taken it away from you. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. Don't forget to keep liking the show. It doesn't matter how long it's been gone. It doesn't matter how long you have tried to, 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 to attain, to get the attention of that person. I know some of us are believing God for the opening of wild financial opportunities. Or restoration of certain scholarships or opportunities we lost. But I know grace is available to make it happen unto us in Jesus' name. Renewal, Romans chapter 12 verse 2. The mind which got corrupted by sin is also brought back into shape, into perfect alignment with the will of God through what? The, the, the arm of restoration called renewal. Renewal. Just be not, con I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that what? You present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then I think the verse 2 also says that, the verse 2 says that, um, um, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, and God bless you, by the renewal of your mind, that he may know that which is good, or what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Perfect will of God. Restoration to the renewal of your mind. And a great percentage, a large percentage of the restorations we would ever experience in our Christian work, especially as pertain, especially in relation to the things that pertain to, to godliness, not the things that, that pertain to life, the things that pertain to godliness, a large percentage of these things, in fact, 99.9% of them are tied to the renewal of our mind, the restoration of our mind to God's original plan, bringing it into alignment to think the way God thinks. The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ, who has known the mind of God that he may instruct the him. Gift of tongues. But we have the mind of Christ. I see. That is that is spiritual a spiritual reality, but but it, it it might not happen to us. We might not experience or might not work in it physically. Amen. Until we renew our minds, we can also renew our identities. Isaiah chapter sixty one verse six: Identity can be renewed. Restoration of identity, or restoration of identity through renewal. Isaiah sixty one verse six. Second Corinthians five. The royal Dennis, you're welcome. I know people, some, most people are expecting prophecy or prayer, maybe. But once it is teaching, they don't stay. They don't stay. But I trust God that you will stay and enjoy the time of breaking of bread together with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Bible don't, people don't understand that what God really wants to give his people is not a prophetic word. What word of God in the scriptures or what prophetic word have you received which is much more better than the scriptures? What word of prophecy is there superior to the scriptures? First Peter chapter 3. It says that the word of God is the surest word of prophecy. Do, do, you, do you not understand 
and, and, and you see, whenever we are so hungry and desperate for prophetic word for each year, the thing is that the vessels that God uses, they are humans. I am a human. Sometimes I may be seeing you holding a bag traveling. And I may say that, oh, I see you about to embark on a journey. Maybe you're about to travel to uh, maybe outside of Ghana or outside of um, your, 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 your state in the U.S. to another state in the U.S. Meanwhile, it could be a message of death that you are transitioning. According to 1 Corinthians 14, we see in parts and we prophesy in parts. Yes, that is why prophetic words every now and then i don't really take the i'm not speaking against the prophetic because god has graced me with that but i do not want to be or to raise a people or to to be among a people who are so desirous and desperate of the prophetic so that they have developed itchy ears should i tell you a secret the frustrations of many the frustrations of many people into in life today it's tied to prophetic words that haven't come to pass. And you know why? When they were receiving the prophecies, they were not also giving the keys to empower them to see or to work out their manifestation. The manifestation of those prophecies. And the keys to actually work them out are what we are teaching now. What we are teaching now. Kingdom principles. You can't build your life on the prophetic word. Yes, on the prophetic. God's word is a standard. God's word is the ultimate standard. I've been telling people that that is why sometimes I'm even getting, I, I, I have a, I'm, I'm beginning to develop a sort of challenge with some of us apostles, new breeds of apostles who, are, who, are, who God is raising for the body of Christ today. We are preaching the word of God. That's, that's good. We are preaching the gospel. But we are not preaching the very gospel. There is gospel there's a true gospel of true gospel. And there's a very gospel of very gospel. At the center of the gospel, the centrality of every preaching, every singing, every worshiping, every prayer should be the man Jesus Christ. Because the Bible reveals just one man, the man Jesus. The man Jesus. The Bible, man of God, Malfo, I love you too. I love you too. Some men of God preach their experiences more than they preach certain principles in the word of God. Encounters. Sometimes you may share to buttress a point, but you, we should be careful to build. We should be careful not to build doctrines around these encounters, because it, it leads the people of God astray. Sorry to digress a bit, but I want to bring these corrections into our hearts. Other than that, some of us these errors may catch up with us also unawares. But that which you have in your consciousness would easily save and preserve you from some of these things. So we have encounters and then sometimes we preach, we share and people are desiring desiring to have the same encounters. So they feel that the first encounter I ever had with God but being caught up into the, into the throne room was in 2016 or, or, or 2000, January 2017 yes but I will not center every preaching around it so that somebody who does not experience the same will not begin to think that hey is there something wrong with my christian experience am i not working well with god am i not, am I not praying am i not fasting maybe yours is not to have encounters of that sort maybe you may see angels but you might not god might not necessarily give you an invitation to the throne room or to heaven 
to, to certain, maybe to, 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 to the judicial um, um, courtroom of heaven to witness any case. Some of us, ours might be revelations of maybe hell or something. But these shouldn't form the basis for our teachings. Amen. What we need, Pastor Chris will say, he will say, he says that what God wants to give you is not money. What God wants to give you is not a house. What God wants to give you is not a job. What God wants to give you is the word of God in your spirit. And he says that it will make you what it talks about. It will make you what it talks about. The word of God is light. The word of God is power. So if the word of God is light, it will make you what it talks about. That means you begin to shine forth as a light. Proverbs, is it Proverbs chapter 4 verse, verse 13 or so? It says that the path of the righteous is as the shining light which shines more and more unto the perfect day. It's an error if the glory I'm seeing in my life today is lesser than that which I saw yesterday. It means that my life is not in line with scriptures. There is something missing. If the word of God is salt, it imparts taste. Yes, yes, man of God, Mafu. I just saw your comment. People don't like preaching like this. They will tell you, you are not powerful. Yes. You see, by God's grace, we've tasted of things. So I'm telling you. I've not shared a lot of things. I think it was the last time I was sharing one of us how that God, through my hands, raised the dead. This is something that I think, apart from... If Steph is here, apart from Steph, Steph is the only one who knows. Even my closest son, Eben, I've never shared this with him. And you know when this happened? This was in 2015. Once, it happened once in 2015, a young girl. It's been documented in Tema. And then the second time was in 2016. But, but you see, and, and as for the healings, the healings, testimonies of healings. God be praised. God be praised. But we see, when you understand what the calling is about, you stick to the most important things. These are the necessities of faith. The word of God. It is very, very difficult to lead the people of a teaching church astray. You can't lead them. No matter how much signs and miracles and wonders and prophetic you display, you can never leave lead a people in a teaching church astray unless that sheep the sheep in that congregation himself is a or herself is a rebellious sheep and has already has already fallen astray by virtue of not taking heed to the word that they are being taught it is impossible it's impossible so people of god (laughs) thank you for paying attention Thank you for your encouragement. I thank God when I see people in the body of Christ who have this kind of understanding. Because it's not common. Yes. It's a word word that grounds us and that roots us. Ephesians 3. Apostle Paul was praying a prayer that he says that you, being grounded and rooted in him, might know. So it is in your grounding and your rooting that brings a revelation of your knowledge of who you are in him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. And the other time, I said that when it comes to um, and the Christian walk, you see, God or maturity in Christ, God is first interested in 
deeper roots before he's, he's interested in taller trees. Deeper roots first. Because the taller trees, the, the, the height of the superstructure is dependent on the understructure, your foundations. Your foundations. So if the foundation, if, if, if the building is so tall, if the tree is so tall, yet the roots are shallow, not deep, not grounded, just, just give it a, the slightest test of a storm or a wind. It's going to fall. And in Matthew chapter 5, Bible says that we shouldn't be like the foolish people, the foolish man who built his house on the sand, but we should be like the wise man who built his house on the rock, so that the winds came, and then the, the, the storms came, and the floods came, and blew against that house, and beat against that house, and it stood, it didn't fall, but that of the foolish man who built on the sand. You see, when the Bible talks of sand, it's talking about fleeting things, things that cannot stand the test of time, building your life. Minister Manfo rightly said it building our lives around prophetic words maybe God has destined that you even marry a white man who knows who knows then you allow a certain word of prophecy tell you are going to marry a certain rich Ghanaian woman or Ghanaian man who knows so all of your mind is on marrying you are planning you are, you are, you are, so anytime you see a rich Ghanaian man hey, is this a person Is could, it, could this be you see, God loves you too much to mislead you. <laughs> God loves us too much to mislead us. God loves us too much to mislead us. The best, the best policy, the best bearing or compass for our lives, the Word of God. The Word of God. That somebody teaches <laughs> who don't like teaching priests but you see the, let me tell you a secret the largest churches in the world and uh, now they are all teaching churches Bishop Yongi chose church you can talk of even in Ghana um, many of us know of first love the man of God who is a chief shepherd over that entire congregation he's not a prophet he's an apostolic teacher God has graced him with the apostolic, but his main office is that of the teaching. He feeds his people. He feeds the people of God. He feeds the people of God. People of God, let's get back into the word. God bless us. Okay, so another arm of restoration is the arm of revival. John chapter 3, verse 16. Bible says that after God created man, man what became Man had strained ties with God, with the family of God. And so God had to devise a way of bringing man, restoring man back to himself. No, this man, man wasn't only estranged, didn't only have his, his ties, his relations with God cut. But you know one thing, Bible told man in the Garden of Eden, all men were in Adam on that day. The day that God was speaking to Adam, all of us were in the seed of Adam, that one man. He said, in the day you eat this fruit, you shall surely die. And that death was a cessation of life, the life of God, the way of God. They lost it. So then mortality began to work in man. Death, mortality, and corruption began to work in man. Man became corrupted, the hard disk of man. 
the software of man became corrupted and the nature of sin was introduced and then man lost the life that he had with God so in order for man to come back to life to be revived back to life when he said ben, God bless you God now had to what? come up with a reconciliation plan a restoration through revival John 3 16 summarizes that experience because of time I won't talk about that we all know that scripture I, I know that if we get into that you see the first statement in John 3 16 for God so loved the world that part alone is an expression of the same looking out that the father had for his for his lost son in Luke chapter 15 the prodigal son Bible says that while his son was afar off why was the father looking out day in day out for his son because he had expectation of his son coming back to him that is how much God longs for us God longs for our belonging that is why when our hunger for him wanes he is the most concerned God is more concerned when our hunger and our passion for him dies and when we lose things like money like 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 food like um and like our cars like a house or you're not able to pay um your fees or your rent or something all those things are mere things they are mere things but the spiritual hunger is true substance and it doesn't come easy and bible says that even as you hunger alone and thirst you are blessed blessed are they that hunger and thirst spiritual hunger is a sign of life being alive to god have you seen a dead person ever growing hungry before no that's why dead, dead bodies don't eat spiritual hunger is a perfect indicator of a life that is that is still alive to god or a destiny that is still alive to god just as peace is an accurate barometer of the presence of god peace sometimes you have peace or, or, or you feel so much peace not because you don't have a problem it is just the presence of God in that situation. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. God keeps people whose minds are stayed on him. Your mind is not stayed on your problem or your, your situation or that thing that is, that is coming after you or the nightmare you had. But your mind is stayed on God. You are looking unto Jesus, the author of your faith, the one who is to finish your faith. And Bible says that as you keep your mind on him, he will keep you in peace not just peace perfect peace so it means that there is a place where sometimes our joy is not intact there is a place where our peace is not intact hallelujah there are times like that in the life of the believer other than that god jesus will not say ask that you you may receive so that your joy will be full why would jesus say ask so that you receive so that you may receive that your joy may be full why would jesus say that why would jesus say that i want to reveal a mystery to us sometimes our joys are tempered with yes Isaiah 26 3 that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusted in you sometimes our joy our peace they are tempered with that's why we need restoration is it not in Psalm 16 or so, verse 8 or verse 11, that it says that in thy presence there is fullness of joy. Sometimes our joy is not full. That was in the Old Testament too. Jesus said the same thing in the New Testament. Do you think that it was by coincidence? No. It is a registered thing in the spirit, in the realms of the spirit. 
So anybody who, who, who was spiritual enough could know that we could lose our joy. In thy presence there is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures, pleasures forevermore. So anytime we come together like this, it's an opportunity to have our faith renewed. It's an opportunity to have light imparted to our spirit. It's an opportunity to have fullness, our, our joy restored, so that we have fullness of that joy. It is an opportunity for, for what? For, to encounter the pleasures of God. The pleasures of God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61 verse 6, verse 6. I think someone helped us with that scripture, but I couldn't touch on it. It has gone up. Isaiah 60. Yes, God bless those of us who are sharing notes, pieces of notes. And I said this thing, eh? A lot of people have missed it because of prophecy. Marriage is leading a lot of people outside God's plan for them. Yes. And it's back it's, it's backed by the prophetic. Yes. Yes. I was sharing with one of us this afternoon that one area that I will never ever dare. In fact, <laughs> I tell me I don't explain prophecies. I don't. If God says that I should tell you that A is going to meet B, I'll just tell you that. You don't if you ask me what is A, I'll tell you I don't know. If you tell me what is B, I'll tell you I don't know B. What God said is A is going to meet B. So if you need clarity, go unto God and wait on the Lord. Especially when it comes to matters of relationships. Relationships and marriage and then what? Um Jennifer, what was it? What other thing did I talk to you about? That those areas, no matter what, even when God tells me, not out of disobedience, but I may not deliver such messages. Because you tell people and then when they miss, uh, and family, right? Yeah, family. Sometimes there are issues with certain bloodlines. It could be spiritual issues. You see some somebody, some, some, some evil person was availed themselves as an agent to, to, to perpetrate perpetuate negative cycles in the family and sometimes such some of these people are behind certain people's pains and disappointment if you are a man of God and God shows you and you are not careful in your way of delivery you see God is a God of love and God is a God of unity Bible says that he hates divorce divorce any divorce simply means division disunity anytime you are separating people you are bringing divorce through your words, you are bringing divorce. Not only married people. That's why the Bible says that how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. And you know what? The commanded blessing is there. So anytime you, through even a prophecy, you are doing the right thing, you, know, you are using a gift. You are trying to solve a problem with good intentions, but the delivery, the delivery, you may end up separating very friends. Or creating strains, relationship strains among family ties. Yes, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He likens it to the oil upon Aaron's head. In the last verse, he says that that is where there is a God commands the blessing. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61, verse 6. But you shall, Minister Ella, God bless you. But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. They shall call you the servant of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. You see, Minister Posha, you are welcome. God bless you. So, 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 you, you see, before this was the restoration. Talk spoke of the restoration of what was it Judah or Israel? 
before then they were a beggarly people the nations laughed, laughed at them if you read the preceding verses you realize that they had suffered great loss it was that same place that God that the Bible says that you God, God told them that he would give them gold for bronze and then I think um, is it silver for iron and so on where I was talking about or teaching about the substitution and um, operation of God in restoration then he said that above all those things or beyond all those things I am renewing your identity your identity you shall be named now people shall know you in Romans chapter um, 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 is it 19 verse 6 or 19 verse 26 sorry is this 9 verse 26 I think 9 verse 26 he says that in the same people where it was in the same place where it was said of them you are not my people that is the same place that they shall be called the people of God he says you shall be named the priests of the Lord they shall call you the servants of our God you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles and in their glory you shall boast in their glory you shall boast I pray and I declare upon everyone under the sound of this ministry the sound of the Holy Spirit the presence of God in this ministry right now that I pray that any identity you have lost before anybody any identity that has been lost good name Bible says that a good name is better than riches any good name lost identity that can fetch you value money opportunity that can open you a door anywhere that has been lost I declare that may that identity be restored for you in the name of Jesus may that identity be restored for you right now in the name of Jesus Christ may anyone who has misrepresented you to any destiny helper I pray that that misrepresentation be overturned right now in your favor in Jesus' name. May the representation be overturned right now in your favor in the name of Jesus. And I pray that may your name, your identity, your true identity come to the consciousness of anybody who is supposed to have helped you, who has not helped you yet. May the true identity of your character, your good name, come to their heart and their mind and their consciousness in the name of Jesus. May the Spirit of God, who is the remembrancer, call them to remembrance in your favor in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. God that we have been on revival. <laughs> when we look at John 3:16. And Romans chapter 6, verse 4. <laughs> for brass, yes, for brass I will bring gold. And for iron I will bring silver, yes. And then for wood, he said brass. Now look at the substitution. You realize that whatever comes to substitute or to replace the next is always better. So the other time when I was talking about restoration or divine speed, I was telling us that some of us felt we feel that okay, where I am. I'm only 20 years, I am in school, or I am done with school, I have a degree, um, I think I'm okay, I don't need restoration, I don't need anything, it, the mystery of divine speed in my life, um, I think I'm okay, I'm good, you know, by 25, looking at the number of years ahead of me, I could do, I, I can get, I can get here, I can get there, but you see, I illustrated with the life and the, the kinships of Josiah and David. Bible says that, Amen, Amen. Bible says that Josiah became king of Israel at what? At age seven. David became king at 
8.30. Yes, they all had their processes. They, had, they all had processes they had to go through. But you can achieve. It is possible. It is possible to achieve something by age 22, which you should have achieved at age 25, by the mystery of divine speed. By the mystery of divine speed. Unless... Though godliness, Bible says, with contentment is great gain, according to 1 Timothy 6. Godliness with contentment is great gain. It's good to be content with where you are, what you have, the that things that God is doing with you. It is okay, but 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 understand something about divine speed. When you beyond contentment, when we become um, 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 what, what is the word? What what is the word? Um, conceited, proud, or um, there is this word. There's this word. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Where somebody comes to a place where they feel they have arrived. What's that word? Complacent. Complacent. Complacency. Contentment is okay. But when your contentment now evolves to complacency, then you are treading very dangerous grounds. You are limiting your capacity to do more and to receive from God. And complacency can be like iniquity. The iniquity found in the devil that made his heart lofty so that he was cast down. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the last arm of restoration, the returning, reuniting with God. Romans chapter 5, verse 10. And then Hosea, Hosea, Hosea chapter 6, verse 1. Restoration working through returning or reuniting with God. Reuniting with God or re repair of relationships. Repair of our relationship with God and with our fellow men. Yes, it says, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now, much more, much more, much more. I want someone to type much more. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation, a returning, a returning, reunited with God. He says, God bless you all for, for helping and making the work so easy. Mr. Eben, Mr. Stanley, um, Mr. Malfoy, Minister Eugene, much more, much more. Minister Ella, my dear Ella. Ella, God will restore you so much, okay? I see you laughing. I see you laughing. I see you laughing. Laughing. I see you laughing. And your joy has no reason behind it. I just see you laughing, overjoyed. May God satisfy your heart with His goodness. Amen. He says, after two days, Will he revive us in the third day? After two days, will he revive us? In the third day, he will raise us up and we shall live in his presence. Uh, okay, the verse 1 says, Come, he says, Come, let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn and he will heal us. He has smitten and he will bind us up. He has torn, separation. He will heal us. He will bind us up together. He has smitten, he will bind us. You, you reunion. The healing is a repair. 
It's a repair to damage. It's a repair to damage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, a returning. There's also a returning through repentance. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 34, verse 16. And then 2 Chronicles 7, 14. People of God, sometimes that's which the enemy takes from our life. We are established through scriptures that it's not always a result of mistakes we have made or our carelessness. Because we understand that Bible says the enemy goeth about. The devil is always going about seeking to destroy. He wants to steal your good character, your joy. He wants to steal your, your, your virtue. He wants to steal your, your possession. The enemy is going about. That is his specialty. So sometimes we lose as a result of the work of the enemy. Job chapter 2, we realize that when the sons of God had gathered, the enemy also showed up. And then, as he in, interacted with God, God said to him, have you considered my servant Job? Then, through that conversation, God gave him access to the life of Job. Everything around Job, but his life. And we understand that the enemy took advantage and planted every part. Yes, every part of his life. Job chapter 2. And the Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it, the enemy goeth about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That is why we have to be sober. We have to be vigilant. One, one time I trust God, somewhere next year that after we have dealt with waiting on the Lord in prayer we would also deal with um, the the mystery of light and then we we'll also look at um, we we'll also look at what the watches the watches the watches prayer and the watches next year I'm trusting God that we we'll look at the making of incense, the time of incense, and then the offering of incense. It's a series that God gave me last year or last two years, but I haven't shared with anyone here. Amen. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on, on the earth? A blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. He still holds fast his integrity. Although, you see, integrity, that is character. Character. These things attract. When your integrity is intact, it attracts the enemy to you. So sometimes the things you are going through is not because you are doing something wrong. It's simply because you are doing something right. You are clinging to God all the more with your heart. Bible says that although you incited me against him to destroy him without reason, the prince of this world cometh to me and he had nothing in me. The enemy goeth about. Hallelujah. The enemy he goeth about. Second Chronicles 7 14. Someone help us with the last scripture. Ezekiel 34, verse 16. This one, I am definitely certain I'll finish this lesson, okay? These teachings, I'm very, very, very certain. I'm trusting God that we will continue another time. Because Friday, 
we have to treat what God has laid on my heart to prepare us for the new year. So we would look at that. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, humility, one of the postures for restoration. The number one I wrote here is what repentance. The reason why I didn't bring in the story of the prodigal son and Samson and the lost axe head and then the story of Job and Joel chapter 2 and all those things is, is because even the story of Hezekiah, I've listed them here, is because of the fact that if I should enter into this, we would have to make it a series of maybe four parts. There are a lot of principles to extract that God has enabled us to extract from there, even in the notes here. But I'm just touching on some a few key things so that we can pray. So one of the postures is what? Repentance through self-awareness. In Luke chapter 15 verse 7, someone can help us. The Bible says that when the, 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 the prodigal son, after he had left, he realized he squandered his property and he realized what a waste of life he had lived. The Bible says that he came to his senses when he had come to his senses. So, so, so God has designed man in, in a way that though we are free moral agents, because we are free moral agents, we are able to exercise our own will to anything we want to do. We also have the ability to exercise our will and our minds to come back to ourselves. Awareness. Awareness. Self-awareness. That self-awareness brought to him repentance. Repentance. And it's the same repentance that is, is being spoken of over here. Even though this key is actually tied to a re reunion or reuniting with God, our relationship with God, the healing of our relationship with God. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, pray another key for restoration and seek my face, waiting. That is the faith, the faith um, key or posture listed here, waiting on the Lord for renewal of strength. Waiting on the Lord for renewal of strength. And then prayer for mercy or perseverance for perseverance in prayer and prayer for mercy prayer for mercy it is impossible to leave prayer out of the keys for restoration or the postures for, for restoration it is impossible it is impossible it was by prayer that jesus in john chapter 11 restored was able to restore the life of what lazarus john chapter 11 i think the verse 38 to 42 thereabouts when he says, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Nevertheless, I am praying audibly. I speak, not because of anything, just so that these people who are here will hear and believe. Because of their unbelief. I ask that you restore this one back to life. Then he called, Lazarus, come forth. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I pray. That made every dead thing of your life that has been buried anywhere, any dead good fortune, any dead thing that is meant for good in your life, the enemy has killed, the enemy has destroyed, the enemy has taken away. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus, let it come forth in the name of Jesus. I call it forth in the name of Jesus. I call it forth in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let it come forth now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. 
God loves us too much to punish us. Was it in 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 John 11 verse 36? The verse verse 35, Jesus wept, and then in verse 36, they said that, oh, see how he loved him. See how he loved him. See how he loved Lazarus. That's how much God loves us. Even though that weeping or the tears of God or, or Jesus wasn't linked to the love of Lazarus per se. It was, it was because of their unbelief, their lack of faith. Because before Jesus wept, they, had, they were complaining that, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have even died. The Pharisees also, they even gathered together and they were saying the same thing. See how he loved him. See how he loved him. God loves you. I want to tell somebody, God loves you. That's why he's going to restore you. Amen. God loves you. That is why he's going to plunder the camp of the enemy to restore your every stolen good, your every stolen joy, your every stolen virtue, every stolen appointment that is supposed to catapult you to the next level, every stolen opportunity. God loves you and I can tell by authority of scriptures that he is restoring you right now in the name of Jesus. You will never live here the same. You will never live here the same. He restored my soul, the psalmist said. God is restoring the souls of many, 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 many. From wrong and negative thought patterns. From things that, has, that, that have hijacked your mind. So that your thoughts are not going in the direction that you want. From emotions that don't serve God. That don't honor the deity of God. The Lordship of God in your life. God is repairing. He's fixing. He's fixing you up. God is fixing you up. God is fixing you up. Emotions of worry. God is fixing you up. Hallelujah. Forgiveness is also another key. I forgot. Forgiveness of self. And forgiveness from above. And then believing in God. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways they then i will hear from heaven one thing we must know when it comes to our dealings with god even in restoration is that god's ears are always attentive just like the prodigal son's father's eye was always looking out for the return of his son god's ears are always attentive inclined waiting for our hearts cry so if only we will tend and reunite with him, he will heal, he will restore. Amen. Ezekiel 34 verse 16, I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. Bind up the broken and restore what was sick, but I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. The weak things, Bible says God chooses the weak things of this world. So that he by them he may confound the wise and the foolish things to surprise the mighty. So when we acknowledge weakness, then God grows stronger in us. God empowers us. Hallelujah. Luke 15 verse 7 says, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven okay, over one sinner that repents than over ninety. 99 just persons who who need no repentance restoration actually in the verse 17 not the verse 7 but god bless you anyway minister ella and minister Stanley. and when he came to himself 
I want someone to type, I have come to myself. I have come to myself. Bible says when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers, my fathers, have bread enough and to spare? They have some to eat and some to even spare. So that he is there and is perishing in hunger. Sometimes before we can be restored, we need to come to ourselves. What got me into this situation? How come? How come? How come? Come to yourself. I pursued the wrong job for too long. I was desperate for an opportunity to be employed in this firm. That is how come I have lost my virtues and, and, and now I am involved in pilfering and stealing and all sort of vices that don't glorify God. Desperation for affection can lead some of us into wrong relationships and to even stay there, even in the face of abuse and rejection. Desperation. The Father's love makes whole. The Father's love is enough. Hallelujah. God's love is enough. If you don't know what love it is, beloved, go to John 3.16. Go to Romans chapter 3 and Romans chapter 6. Bible says, while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. Imagine that. Go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, behold, see with your, with your heart, experience with your heart what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That despite our waywardness, despite our stubbornness, despite our disobedience, despite our unfaithfulness, we should be called the sons of God. Behold, what manner of love. Men don't give that kind of love. No. You can't find it in a spouse. You can't find it in a relationship with a man or a woman. You can't even get that from your father. Fathers sometimes get fed up. When you're asking too much. Mothers do get fed up. Our friends do get fed up. Don't forget. Don't forget it. Hallelujah. People of God, we want to end here and pray. Remember that some of the elements of restoration, that God restores our being. God, I don't want to add the scriptures because it will be too bulky. God restores our joy and our comfort. God restores our strength. God restores, I couldn't even touch on that of something. God restores time and seasons. God restores glory and virtue. God restores life. God restores favor. God restores peace. God restores character. God restores liberty or freedom. He restores liberty and, 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 and freedom from captivity. God restores health. God restores our identity or image. God restores relationships. Hallelujah. It is time to pray. We just have 10 minutes to do that. So people of God, God bless us so much for staying up to this point in time. I have come to myself. I have come to myself. I have come to myself. Today I have come to myself. I have come to myself. I have come to myself. And by that coming to myself, I repent of everything, every way. Every waywardness of character and attitude. In the name of Jesus. You want to lift up your voice in 30 seconds. Tell God that, Father, I thank you for your word that has come. I bless you and I give you praise. I give you glory. Lord, I give you glory. I 
give you glory. And I pray that even as I am about to pray, help me, oh God, help me, oh God. Lord, help me, oh God, help me, oh God. Help me, oh God. Our next prayer point, in fact, our first prayer point is that, Father, restore every love and every hunger I have lost for you. You see, the reason why every meeting that we have is preceded by divine alignment, no one has ever asked why. <laughs> it's because our entire pursuit of God, all these things we are doing in a Christian, Christian life, is simply in our bid or our quest to come to the place where we are perfectly aligned to the will of God. Hallelujah. And the thing that draws us is our hunger. We are telling God in 30 seconds, Father, restore my hunger and my love for you in the name of Jesus. My hunger and my love for you in the name of Jesus. My hunger and my love for you in the name of Jesus. Tonight, by your mercy, O God, restore my hunger and my love for you. Restore my hunger and my love for you. Father, restore my hunger and my love for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, restore my love and my hunger. My Restore me by restoring my hunger and love for you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So that, oh God, I can continually align. Father, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. We are praying. Restoration of our zeal for the Lord in 10 seconds. Father, restore my zeal for you to do more, to do more, to do more. Redo more. Zeal that has been lost. Zeal that has been dissipated due to my engagement in a lot of things. Even works, works in the house of God. Any zeal I have dissipated, I have lost as a result of work in your house. Lord, restore. Lord, Lord, restore in the name of the Lord Jesus. Grant me more. Grant me more. Shadaragadabakola badaragadigata. Oh, inamakarabados yakataragada shakadaba. Hayagrasikiti brataragadarasikiti bratalavakone. Inamakorabados yagrasakadarekadeve. Oh, Marokoto ziakataragadele brakozeleve. Ayanamakola badarekad ziakata. In Jesus' name, Amen.
want to pray for restoration of favor. Restoration of favor. Favor that that will take away our labor and our efforts in the name of Jesus. Father, every lost favor, every lost favor before men and before you. You know, I don't want to add the scriptures because I'll be tempted to teach and we have just like five minutes to go. That is why I'm, I'm making us pray for the first time. We're all prayer praying. I'm just lifting and we pray. God knows that we've had enough of the word. So just pray in line with the prayer points. Amen. Restoration of every lost favor. Even as God granted the people of, of, of the Jews favor. In, in exile, we are praying that God will grant us favor, will restore every lost favor we have lost before Him and before people in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, restore favor for us, restore favor in my life, restore favor in this ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. Quicken the heart of people, bless the heart of your people in the name of Jesus. Restoration to God of our lost favor. In the name of Jesus, restore fever, restore fever. My time and ideas, says I will restore unto you the years that the locusts have eaten, the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm, the palmerworm, and the great army which is sent among us. God is able to also restore time. I, I don't know if I mentioned, I mentioned that times and seasons. God restore my wasted years, lost time, lost season, and this is the most important of all of them. Aside our our our, our salvation, because a lot of the other restorations are dependent on our our restoration of time. May God compress time in our favor in the name of Jesus. Lord, restore our time, lost seasons. Oh, by your grace, every cycle that we have missed, we pray that you grant it to us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Restore to us, even in this year, 2023, Lord, cycles, Lord, seasons. Restore unto me, restore unto me, restore unto me, and my family and this ministry in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, by your grace, come through and help us, O God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We are praying for restoration of relationships and health. Relationships and health. You understand that relationship is currency. Relationship is currency. Relationship is currency. In Luke chapter 18. Okay, let me know just we don't have time, so let me not go there. Okay, let's pray for restoration of relationships and our health right now in the name of Jesus. Every valuable relationship, divinely ordained relationship. We prayed today in our end of fast prayer for kingdom, kingdom um, 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 partners, kingdom friendship, kingdom um, destiny helpers and so on and so forth. We are praying that those that we had, that left our lives, may God restore, may God restore right now in the name of Jesus. Father, restore all lost divine partnerships, divine partners, divine connections, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, divine connections. Lord, restore our that the 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 a certain woman prayed in Luke chapter 18. Bible says that she said, I think Luke chapter 7. Is it 17 verse 8? 
or 18 verse 8 i've forgotten someone can help us with that scripture he said that there was a righteous judge is luke 18 verse 8 luke 18 verse 8 there was this righteous judge who regarded not god nor man and bible says that a certain widow kept pers- kept kept persistently disturbing him to avenge a certain case her adversaries on her behalf on her behalf and bible says that she she refused for a while then after persistency due to the importunacy of the woman she said okay now i'll avenge the bible says that even if this unjust judge who regarded no not god nor man can do this how much more that will our heavenly father who is in heaven not give us justice speedily let me see yes the verse 8 yes that's that's the point of interest god bless you so much it says that how yes we have just two minutes more how i tell you he will give justice speedily nevertheless when the son of man comes will he find faith on earth so after god has restored us after god has given us justice the, the thing is that god wants to find us still serving him he wants to find us still using what he has restored to to honor him amen we are praying that god avenge me in every area avenge me in the name of jesus bible says vengeance is the lord just lift up your voice and begin to pray every area where i've experienced losses in my life lord avenge me in the name of the lord jesus christ avenge me avenge me avenge me avenge me oh god avenge me oh god of all losses of all lost pains speedily speedily just add the word speedily in the name of the lord jesus every failure i've encountered due to oppression of men oppression of spirit of darkness, avenge me speedily and help me, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you, I give you praise, I give you glory. Lord, we bless you, we thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for us and pray in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. People of God, God bless us. God bless us so much for coming. Um, I love you all. I love you all. I trust that today everyone was blessed. We're all mighty blessed. Don't forget to keep liking the show. And um, uh, we'll meet again on Friday. Let's keep praying. But tomorrow we'll meet to pray to end our fasting as usual. Amen. And you don't feel free to send your prayer request. Anything you want us to talk about or discuss, feel free to do so. Amen. God bless us. We'll meet again um, on Friday. Shalom. Peace, life, and the God his countenance to shine upon you in Jesus' name. You are blessed. You are blessed. Amen. Amen. Amen.